We did not make the laws for this country. We are neither mor morally nor legally confined to those laws. Those laws that keep them up keep us down. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Third Eye Vision, and I'm your host, Mr. Third Eye, fully open, kind of grand, aware. How y'all doing out there, people? What's going on? Don't let everybody feel the fine. Their consciousness control the money. Don't let the money control you. And you know how we do every day is triple D, dedication, determination, and diversity. Always remember, proper plan that prevents poor performance. So do what you got to do to be successful and strive for any goal that you want. Anything that you choose to achieve, get your business done. Do what you gotta do, stay focused with an illusion. But y'all know that this game, you are just a pawn on the chessboard. Also, shout out to all the followers that come out every week, all the time, dedicated to the show. Even to catch the show in syndication, you still come out and show your support. I'd like to say thank you. It's greatly appreciated. Just keep trying to stay focused and trying to stay aware. And when you play this game, you play this game serious. Always stay aware. No living fair. Today's show is introduce you to your straw man, your fictitious person, the all caps in your identification, the all caps in your driver's license that you have to renew every five years. You ever ask yourself, why do you have to renew a driver's license every five years? Why? You're not going to change who you are. You're going to be the same person with the same social security number, the same birth certificate. So why do you have to renew your driver's license for five years and re-register your car? Because it's all part of a business. Taxation without proper representation. And realize that out in this world, all this is is an illusion. Either you're going to be consciously aware or you're going to be unconscious walking, not aware of what's going on out here in this world. There's people that's living, making money, but they're aware. So understand that that money, to be true, to be a God-loving person, when you make money, you give money away. Not give away literally, but you look out for people that's less fortunate. That's part of being a loving person. Now, people that make money and all stingy and pull out money and put it in your face and all that, those are pagans. Pagans are pagans. People can say what they want to say. Parkway, where parkway and driveway, right? Why do you park your car in your driveway and drive your car on a parkway? Right? Why would you just park your car in your parkway and drive your car on the driveway? You overstand? <laughs> Truth has no agenda, baby. Into this show. People, a straw man, also known in the UK as an Aunt Sally, is a common type of argument and is an informal fallacy based on misrepresentation of the topic of her 
created illusion of having. Denied a proposition by replacing it with a different proposition. Please stand up, straw man, and then deny it. Knock down a straw man instead of the original proposition. Meaning, if you're in court and they say your name, James Foxworthy or some shit. Excuse me, I just make names up. James Foxworthy. Mr. James Foxworthy, uh, will you please stand in court? Mr. James Foxworthy, are you present? Now, is your choice to say yes or you will say, excuse me, Your Honor, I'm Mr. James Foxworthy in the flesh. I am representing the straw man, Mr. Foxworthy. And at that point, you are representing that fictitious character. When you claim the fictitious character, you are bound by all the laws to that fictitious character. But if you don't claim and you come as a representation, because that trust straw man is basically just a trust. It's a fictitious person processed under immorality law, which is maritime law, business law. That's why you have a birth certificate. A birth certificate is just like a package coming in. They make a certificate or whatever, boop, they make another label certifying that it was landed there. They make that label now it's tracked all through its process in the system. Same thing. Social security number is just your tracking number on that label. You understand? So on a trading on the stock market, that's common stock. Then you have preferred stock, which are rich people. See, everybody's just part of the game. It's just different levels. It's like a cash system. From Hammurabi days, the people don't know about Hammurabi. They read up on Hammurabi. The first caste system was in India. The division amongst people. If you had a black dot, that means you were the less fortunate. If you had a white dot, that means you were the fortunate. Understand it. I don't talk it. I live it. What I speak, I practice what I preach. As a fallacy, the identification and name of a strawman argument are relatively recent day, although Aristotle makes remarks that suggest a similar concern. Douglas Wilson identified the first inclusion of it we can find in a textbook as an informal fallacy, like in Stuart Chase's Guide to Straight Ideas of Men of Straw, who can be knocked down by the lightest puff in the front of truth. Erected by the invaders upon a field to scare away others who might join the movement can be found in Victoria C. Woodhall's The Scarecrows of Sexual Slavery, written in 1873. The origins of the term are unclear. The usage of the term in rhetoric suggests a human figure made of straw, which is easily knocked down or destroyed, such as a military training dummy, a scarecrow, or effigy. The rhetorical technique is sometimes called unsally in the UK with reference to a traditional fairground in which objects are thrown at a fixed target. One common folk etymology is that it refers to men who stood outside courthouses with a straw in their shoes in order to indicate their willingness to be a false witness. Person 1 has position X. And this is how the straw man fallacy occurs in the following pattern of argument. Person 1 has position X. Person 2 disregards certain key points of X and instead presents the superficially similar position Y. The position Y is the distorted version of X and can be set up in several ways including 1. Presenting a misrepresentation of the opponent's position. Two, quoting the opponent's word out of context, choosing quotations that misrepresent the opponent's actual intentions. See, fallacy for quoting out of context. Look that up. Three, presenting someone who defends the position poorly as a defender, then denying that person's argument, thus giving the appearance that every upholder of that position, and thus the position itself, has been defeated. Four, inventing a fictitious persona with actions or beliefs which are then criticized, implying that the person represents a group of whom the speaker is critical. Five, oversimplifying an opponent's argument then attacking this oversimplified version. Three, person two attack position Y, concluding that X is false, incorrect, and flawed. This reason fallacious because attacking a distorted version of a position does not address the actual position. The 
life has an unacceptable, absurd, or contradictory or terrible consequence. This argument doesn't make sense. It is a non-sequitur, so far too relies on the audience not noticing it. Sherman arguments often arise in public debates such as hypothetical prohibition debate. We should liberalize laws on there. No, any society unrestricted access to intoxicants loses work ethic and goals only for immediate gratification. The purpose was to relax laws on there. Person B has exaggerated this point just to a position harder to defend. Unrestricted access to intoxicants. It is a logical fallacy because person A never made that claim. Person A again, sunny days are good. Person B, if all days were sunny, we never have rain. And without rain, we had famine and death. Now in that case, B falsely frames A's claims imply that A believes only sunny days are good. And B argues against that assertion. A actually asserts that sunny days are good and the fact says nothing about rainy days. So as an example, often given of a straw man is U.S. President Richard Nixon's 1952 checker speech. When campaigning for Vice President 1952, Nixon was accused of having illegally appropriated 18,000 campaign funds for his personal use. In a televised response, instead of addressing the accusations, he spoke about a dog he had given as a gift. It was a little cock spin with a crate he had sent all the way from Texas. Black and white, spotted an our little girl, Trisha, six years old, named the Checkers. The kids, like all kids, love dogs. And I just want to say this is right. Now, regardless of what they say about it, we are going to keep it. That's his speech. <laughs> oh, crazy. This was a straw man response. His critics had never criticized his dog as a gift or suggested he return it. This argument was successful as distracted people from the funds and portraying his critics as nitpicking and heartless. Nixon received the outpouring of public support, remained on a ticket, and was elected by a landslide. Words. 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 The term is mightier than a sword. Take the word. Words. Take the S. Put it to the front of the W. What does it spell? Sword. Follow me. <laughs> Christopher Denzel presents. As an example, the following passage from a draft of a bill, H.C.R. 74, considered by the Louisiana State Legislature in 2001, whereas the writing of Charles Darwin, the father of evolution, promoted justification of racism. And in his book, On the Origin of Species and the Descent of Man, it postulates the hierarchy of superior and inferior races. Therefore, be it resolved that the legislature of Louisiana does hereby deplore all instances and all ideologies of racism, does hereby reject the core concepts of Darwinists, ideology that certain races of class of humans are inherently superior to others, and does hereby condemn to the extent to which these philosophies have been used to justify and approve racist practices. No disrespect to my father, but you know the black man is the most powerful man on earth. It's evident, you see it, you know it. We have 99 shades. No other race has more than one shade. You walk on the streets every day, all day, you can see 10 different shade black people before you see two different shade white people. It is what it is. Truth is truth, fact is fact. Black is written with lies, truth is truth, truth is everything that is. Tyndale's comments that the portrait painted of Darwinian ideology is a caricature, one not born out by any objective survey of the work cited. That symbol of representation of Darwinian, Darwinian thinking has been used to justify the full racist practices is beside the point. The position that the legislation is attacking and dismissing is a straw man. In subsequent debate, this error was recognized and the eventual bill omitted all mentions of Darwin and Darwinist ideology. So we're going to proceed down the yellow brick road. So make sure you listen and pay attention. Because after this show, I'm pretty sure you're going to go do your homework. You better. Whatever age, whoever you are, you have to know. And that's the main thing, is to be aware. And that that's what it's about. So you ask yourself, let's have a little quiz right now, people. You ask yourself, what is the House of Parliament in London, England? Who meets there? What do they do there? Do they help you in any way? The answers for these 
released there, the members of the government. Do they, what do they do there? They represent all the people living in the country. Three is, do they help you in any way? Yes, they create laws to protect you and your family, supposedly. Now, now let me congratulate you on getting every one of those answers wrong. <laughs> You're due to a record with the most obvious answers. Let's go again. When was slavery abolished? Was slavery legal? Are you in debt to a financial institution? For number one, the serving officers of a commercial company meet there. Two, they think of ways to take money and goods from the people of their government. And the third question was, do they help you in any way? And you say no, absolutely not. They hurt themselves and not you. Four, when was slavery abolished? Slavery has never been abolished. And you yourself are considered to be a slave right now. Five, was slavery legal? Your answer is, yes, slavery is legal. Although it is not lawful, you need to discover the differences yourself. And six, are you in debt to a financial institution? Then that answer is no. You are not in debt to any financial institution. Does that seem a little strange to you? If it does, okay, then follow me down the yellow brick road. Those who power have a big secret. Paying taxes is optional. That's why it's called a tax agreement. You have to agree. It's not called a tax form. It's called a tax agreement form, whatever tax you pay. Registering your vehicle is optional. Paying the fine is optional. Attending court is optional. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. See, he's proud right now. Hey, what is he talking about? What is it? I'm going broad all talking about. Oh, my God. Well, try this on for size. Every mortgage and loan is fully repaid from day one, and you can pay it again if you want to, but you don't have to. If nobody has told you that you have straw men, then this could be a very interesting experience for you. Your straw man was created when you were very young, far too young to know anything about it, but then it was meant to be a secret as its purpose is to swindle you, and it has been used very effectively to do just that ever since it was created. Perhaps it's about time that you learned about your straw man and how you stop it being used against you. Knowing about it is the most important first step. You need to go on a journey of discovery, and I'm afraid that what you're about to discover is not very pleasant. However, if you decide to act on it, what you learn, it could change your life for the better. If you think that you're in debt, then you can't get out of this. If you are willing to stand up for your rights and refuse to be swindled any longer. Are you interested? If so, well, let's start at the beginning and find out where your straw man came from and why you should care about it. So you know, it started when your parents had a happy event and you were into this world. You didn't know exactly what that was because you were not aware of the days of the weeks, the months, the years, or even what year it was. Even after so months had gone by, you still were not aware of these things. But by that time, your straw man had already been created and it was being used to make some very unscrupulous people rich. None of this was your fault. It happened because your parents were fooled into thinking that they needed to register your birth and get a birth certificate for you. So they applied for a birth certificate, not understanding what would happen when they did. Well, then, this is what happened. And this is so according to the local authority. Number one, they lost ownership of their baby, which is you. That's why child services can come do whatever they want to certain kids. They allowed a straw man to be created. So when your mother signed that paper, she signed a fictitious character into existence. This is not something which they can be blamed for if nobody told them it would or even could happen. Nor did anybody tell them what a straw man is or how it can be used against their baby. In actual fact, the registration is a contract and in reality it is a known and void because there was not full disclosure by the local authority nor was there an intent to contract on the part of the parents. Think about this. A contract is not a contract without your signature on it. So your birth certificate is really not valid until you go as an adult and register for your birth certificate and you sign your John Hancock on that paper. 
So how could they sell you as a baby when you did not put your John Hancock on a piece of paper? You don't even understand what's going on. You're not even at a conscious state of mind yet. So how could they even sign a contract? The registering of a baby's actual passes ownership of the baby to the local authority and that and that alone allows the local authority staff to take the child away from the parents if they ever want to do that. This applies until the child reaches the age of maturity set by the current legal status. Doing that is not lawful, but after the birth has been registered, it is legal, and there is a world of difference between those two terms, and a difference which is very important that you come to understand very clearly. So you ask yourself, what is a straw man? A straw man is a fictitious legal entity created with the hope that as the child grows up, he will be fooled into believing that he is actually the straw man, which he most definitely is not, and pay all sorts of imaginary costs and liabilities which get attached to the straw man by con artists. How is the straw man created? Well, the mechanism involved the unnecessary birth certificate which the parents imagine belongs to their baby, neither of which is actually true. If the baby has the name James and the family name is Martin, then you would expect the birth certificate to have named James Martin written on it. If that is what is written on it, then all is well, it is a genuine birth certificate and nothing more. However, if any other name is there, then the document is not a birth certificate, but instead the creation of a straw man masquerading as James Martin. The alternative entries might be any of the following examples. James Martin in all caps. Mr. James Martin. Martin slash Mr. James. So anything else which is not exactly James Martin or nothing else. Why create a straw man? The answer is, in order to charge the straw man imaginary cost the penalty to fool the human James Martin into paying those amounts, the imaginary charges include income tax, council tax, inheritance tax, capital gains tax, road tax, import tax, value-added tax, fuel levy, loan interest, bank charges, and anything else that full-time professionals can think of and are confident that you will not notice that you never agreed to pay and don't need to pay. We're going to a little rabbit hole deeper, deeper, the yellow brick road and took us into the rabbit hole. Legalese is a secret language invented to trick you. It uses English words but attaches secret meanings to those words with the sole intention of stopping you believing that what they are saying to you has nothing to do with the normal meaning of the English language. Their purpose is to cheat you and rob you. For example, they will say to you, do you understand? English, that means, do you comprehend what I am saying to you? And the automatic response would be, yes, meaning I do comprehend what you are saying to me. But these sneaky, underhand people have changed the meaning of legalese meaning. Do you understand me? Meaning, do you grab me authority over you so that you have to obey whatever I tell you to do? What makes it even worse is the fact that they will never tell you that they have switched from English to legalese. And if that is not dishonest, underhand, and unscrupulous, then I don't know what it is. If you answer the question, believe that English is being spoken, then they pretend that you are contracted with them to be subordinate to them. Whether or not that is actually true and debatable because that is effectively a verbal contract between you and them, and for any contract to be valid, there has to be full and open disclosure of all the terms of the contract and then unreserved acceptance by both parties. And in these cases, that has most definitely not and will not occur. But what is the point in all this? Well, this maneuver is intended to trick you into agreeing to represent your straw man. Why? That is a good question, but the answer takes a bit of explaining and you need to understand the overall situation. All humans are born equal, with complete freedom of choice and action. If you live in the same place as a lot of other people, then there are few restrictions which have grown up by common consent over time. These restrictions are for your protection and the protection of the other people living near you. These restrictions are called the law or more accurately, common law, and they are few in number and very easy to understand. 
siblings and not swindle anyone. Simple common laws. They have resulted from hundreds of years of disputes which have been dealt with through using common sense and the opinions of ordinary people. They are the only limitations on you. And if you don't want to abide by them, then you need to go to some isolated place and stay away from other people. Many people think there are hundreds of other laws which they have to keep and new ones every day. But that is not so. Those other things are called statues. And keeping them is optional for you, the human. But they are not optional for your fictitious straw man. And that is why people who benefit from, from those things want to persuade you to represent your straw man and become subject to all their adventure restrictions and charges. If you knew that they were optional, would you agree to giving most of your earnings away taxes or similar charges? Pay to own your own vehicle? Pay to own your own television set? Pay to drive on roads which you build with your money? Be forced to join armed forces if you are told to? Send in an army which is supposed to represent you into another country and to innocent people? Were you ever told that these things are optional? If you agree to represent straw men, then these things are combining on you. They are some of the statues which politicians keep inventing in order to make you poor. Make them and their friends rich and keep you in a position where you have to do everything they say, no matter how much that harms you and does away with your natural rights and freedom. But says somebody, we elect the government to represent us, and so we have to do what they say. After all, they have our best interests at heart, or do they? Well, that is a nice thought, but is it actually true? And you ask yourself, no, it isn't. You think that you elect politicians to represent you in the government, but that is not what you actually do. This is part of a very carefully forced illusion intended to keep you in your place and give most of your earnings away, typically 80% of all you earn. Part of the secret is that what is supposed to be your government is actually a properly owned, for-profit company, and all that you do when voting is have choose a serving officer instead of that company. It's like any other corporation. You have a president, vice president, treasurer, chairman. It will never make the slightest difference to what happens in the future as the company policies and actions are controlled by the owners of the company and they are not influenced in any way whatsoever by what you want. So you think this is far-fetched, right? Then check it out via Dunn and Bradstreet or any other places which records the setting up of a promise of 160 million commercial companies worldwide. When you do that, you discover that, for example, the House of Commons is a commercial for-profit company, number UC2279443. The Labor Party is a commercial company which trades under the name Alistair Darling MP. The House of Lords, which is the highest court in the land, is a private company, United Kingdom Corporation Limited, formerly known as United Kingdoms, and which never complies with the law which requires it to file its financial records, is also a private company. The Ministry of Justice, Bonds number 22-549-8526, Directors Lord Falconer and Thornton is a property company set up in the year 1600. The Bank of England is a private company, and it's every court and every police force, even in the Secretary of State, for trade and industry company, and not a person. It gets even more ridiculous when you discover that Devon and Cornwall Police is a company which has, has been taken over by a company owned by IBM, which has paid an annual budget of $256 million pounds, taken from members of the public. Gilbert and Sullivan will have loved this reality as a script for one of their comedies. Lanshire Council is incorporated as a company, IP0666, the mark of the beast, C, in 2002. It's the office of third floor, Christ Church Precinct, County Hall, Preston, and it was completely dissolved on 25th of January 2008, and all assets and liabilities were transferred on November 12, 2007, to another company called Blues, Twos Credit Limited, who registered address is Lanshire Police Headquarters in Hutton, Preston. Now, do, by any chance, get the feeling that you are being taken for just in case you are not aware of the purpose of any commercial for-profit company or corporation to make money for its owners and shareholders, if there are any. The people whom you think of as a government don't do anything which 
money is there. They take money from you or their man's job is to make sure that you don't realize that you are in the same position as IBM, which takes away a cool 256 million of the American people money every year. So why are the pretense of their being a genuine government which you elect and who serves you? They don't want you to understand that they are just running a company which produces nothing of any worth, something like a betting shop where almost every customer loses money and wake up to the fact that, unlike what you have been told over your life, this is an optional and you do not need to play their rip-off game any longer unless you want to. They want you to be so burdened down with pens and money and working so hard and so long that you don't have the time, money, or energy to stop and think about what is happening to you and your family. They are desperate to stop you from just walking away from their scam, and so they make every effort to connect you with the fiction, which is your straw man, because fictionist entities like commercial companies can't have any dealings with a real man or a real woman. They can only deal with another fiction like your straw man, and it is essential that they fool you into believing that you have to act on behalf of your straw man, which you don't. They have a number of well-proven methods of distracting you and keeping you from finding out. They want you to see a great deal of entertainment, not because there's anything wrong with entertainment, but while you're watching it, you will not be asking awkward questions. Also, they are very careful that most entertainment reinforces their make-believe world and make it appear to be real world where everyone is either the government, police, officers that uphold the law. Taxes are essential in order to keep things going and things which are said to be bad for you are taxed heavily not to make money, but supposedly to encourage you to avoid those things. You will notice that they keep saying that they invent the statutes are the law, which they most certainly are not. But if they say it often enough, people start believing it and never think to question what they say. They also have another very effective technique, and that is fear. False expectations appearing real. They want you to be afraid. Afraid of imaginary terrorists, afraid of disasters, afraid of new diseases, afraid of foreign countries, afraid of the economy doing badly and inflation rising. If you doubt this, then take a look at the news and count the number of positive, uplifting news items and the number of negative or depressing news items. It doesn't take much in the way of research to see the very heavy negative bias in the news. The reason behind this is to make you feel that you need a government and an army to protect you from these supposed dangers. It is easy to keep the news items biased that way because all of the major news agencies and media outlets in the world are owned by only five or six privately owned commercial companies. Supposedly to connect you to the straw man which they created for you when your birth was registered, they use the legalese technique of calling you with the name of the straw man. If you are ill-advised enough to go to court, which is a corporate place of business, as they accuse, you will be asked to confirm your name, quoting the full name, showing the birth certificate, which is the legal personality. Titles such as Mr. Dr. Lord PCQC or whatever you are asked for as they are not required. The Q is actually the legal personality, which is the name of the birth certificate. So when they ask for the person's name, they are talking to the legal personality, not the human. This is because a human cannot exist in the legal world. Only pieces of paper can. And this is something which they are very careful not to tell you. See, this is a real key issue. Natural law and common law are the only laws which apply to humans, and they deal only with harming other people or causing them a loss. And outside those restrictions, a human has free and unlimited entitlement to do anything he chooses which complies with these principles. And as opposed to this, acts of parliament, statutes, and statutory instruments, contracts do not apply to humans, but only to the piece of paper which is the legal personality and which has no reality. As a legal fiction of the legal personality is created by a company called the United Kingdom Corporation. It is that corporation which gets to say what the rights and the duties are for that piece of paper. When a person
person is born in Britain, the mother and father submit a birth certificate registration form, which is a piece of paper. There is no requirement under law to do this. For any limited company or corporation set up, there is always a certificate of registration in order to create the legal personality, and that is a piece of paper. Please note that the British birth certificate states quite clearly that it is not evidence of identity. That means that it has nothing to do with any human. Marked on is the Crown copyright, showing clearly that it does not belong to an individual and was created by the Crown. This act of registering a child makes that child a ward of the court, and a child can be taken away from the parents at any time. The legalese definition of words which sound commonplace can be found in Black Law Dictionary. Get that on the internet, people Google that. And the current edition is the 8th edition. Interestingly, in legalese, you, the human, are defined as a monster, which shows exactly what the people who use legalese think of you. Charming people, aren't they? But these people are the monsters, so what they have to do is use technology, make us look like the monsters, because they're the monsters, they're feeding off our hard work and our energy. Another trick that they try to play on you is to imply that a summons is something that you must obey, while in fact it is only an invitation to attend their place of business. They are not inviting you, the man, but instead they are inviting illegal personality to their place of business, and please note that there is a choice, as it is only an invitation. The legal personality is just a piece of paper, a birth certificate created by the commercial company called the United Kingdom Corporation, and it is not for human. You can't be forced into a contract, so they have to deceive you into entering into one without understanding what you are doing. They are using deception, as every magistrate court is a trading law of a commercial company called the Ministry of Justice. Guns number 22-549-8526, or it does not have a parent company listed, meaning that it is a parent company itself. The legal people only on being shown this company registration responded by saying that if this information is genuine, which it is, then the UK has been lawless for more than 400 years because the whole justice system is being dealt with by a commercial company to understand the history of the English Empire. The English Empire was started by the Saxons. They were savages. When the Moors had running water, they were savages with feces on the side of the streets in Rome. So don't believe what they tell you. These civil reality systems built by savages running around conquering the world. But on the court in connection with any civil action, it is a very bad idea as only function of a court is to judge between two parties who disagree and then penalize the loser. The court doesn't care who wins or loses an objective, but the court is to make a profit for its owners as it is a commercial enterprise and its purpose is to acquire money from anybody who is fool enough to attend. If you look at the summons, which is really an invitation to go to court, you will see that it is not in your name, but in the name of the straw man, which they are hoping to fool you into representing. You could go look on that paper and your, your name is all caps. Why are you wearing all caps? Ask yourself that question. Now, dealing with the debt, because you're a very high percentage of the money earning being taken away from the average person, it's not unusual for people to end up with what looks like debt. Most people spend their time rolling over the statement of what they are told they owe. See if they agree with the numbers which they are have been sent. Again, this is a sort of misdirection which magicians use for audiences, distracting their attention away from where the action is really taking place. The question is really not how much is owed, but instead, is anything actually owed? You need to remember that any financial institution is a legal fiction that does not actually exist. As a result of this, it can only deal with other legal fictions, essentially other pieces of paper, and it can't have any dealings with a man or woman as they are not legal fictions. It's also important to understand what passes for money nowadays. Let's say our trusty friend James Martin goes looking for a loan, fills in an application form with the Swindle Bank Limited for £10,000 or $10,000. Interestingly, the form that she is asked to sign says that he has already received 10000 even though the loan has not yet been approved. The next day, the loan is approved and James is handed a check, which he is asked to sign and lodge to his account with the bank. We won't follow up on that very interesting procedure at this time, but please remember that he has now provided two signatures for 10000 in the straw man's name. All he has received is a one in four 
zeros in the accounts of the Sunday Bank Limited. All goes well for several months until James loses his job and does not manage to get another one. This is financial trouble, which he does not know how to deal with. Time goes by and James has not had sufficient money to make payments against his loan from Swindle Bank Limited. He started getting letters from the bank saying that he must pay their arrears immediately and keep up with the payments in future. There is not the slightest chance of that happening as James does not have the money and he does not know what to do. Fortunately, Peter, the next door neighbor of James, happens to be an independent financial advisor with Peter's experience and James has the brain ways asking for help. Peter is willing to help. He sits down and goes through all the paperwork. Then he tells James, you must not know the situation. Write back immediately and say that you agree to pay any financial obligations that you might lawfully owe on condition that they provide validation of the debt, that is, the actual accounting, verification of their claim against you, that is, a signed invoice, a copy of the contract binding both parties, you and them, and send that letter by the quarterly delivery so that there is an independent witness to it having been delivered. Now, every letter you write should be more clearly without prejudice, which means that you reserve all your lawful rights and accept no contracts unless it is shown to be lawful by meeting the four conditions essentially to a lawful binding contract. Namely, number one, full disclosure. You are not told that you actually created the credit with your signature. Two, equal consideration. They brought nothing of value to the taking, so have nothing to lose. Three, lawful terms and conditions. You are actually based on four. And four, the signatures of both parties, corporations, can't sign because they have no right or mind to contract since they are service legal fictions and no third party can sign a contract on their behalf. Peter then tells James that agreement to pay provides evidence of a lawful debt and can be produced. Stops him being taken to court because courts only work between parties who are in dispute. And as James has agreed to pay, there is no dispute. So the court will not accept any application for a hearing. If the Splendid Bank refuses enough to try only to send the court a copy of his letter agreeing to pay and the case will be thrown out immediately. And the bank might well be paid a lot of waste in the court style. The bank is now in trouble as it has been running a con game on James and so can produce the documents for which James has asked. So courts by James are reasonable in every aspect. However, a loan agreement is a contract, and so there has to be full disclosure of all the details which there wasn't. Both sides have to put up something of equal worth which didn't happen, and the contract has to be signed by both parties which the bank can't do, so the bank has a problem. The bank was probably sent a statement of what it wants James to believe is an outstanding amount. James returned this with a polite note saying that a statement is not an invoice. Please provide a signed invoice as requested. They will also probably send a photocopy of his loan application form at which point James should write back and point out politely that it does not constitute a contract as it is only signed by one of the parties himself. So he has asked for a copy of the contract signed by both parties. The bank will either remain silent or write back to say that the debt is fully discharged. If the bank tries phone, then just tell them politely that you only wish to deal with this matter in writing and whatever you feel like telling after that. If the bank remains silent for the stated period, then James should write back stating that due to the bank's failure to provide the necessary evidence of a lawful debt within the reason I provided that James now considers that the debt is fully discharged and asks the bank to confirm that in writing. The bank will normally write back confirming that the debt is fully discharged and that there is nothing owing and if they did not do that, then it will just stop asking for any further payments. The reason for this and for how and why this is taking place take a good deal of explaining many people find it difficult to understand. So it is covered in detail. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to www.thirdeyevision.com you can read this yourself. Check it out. You know how to do it. Right, once again, I'd like to give a shout out to everybody that come on. And all the people out there that support my show, stay conscious, stay aware, keep your head up, stay strong. Always know that consciousness and knowledge is the truth. You need that knowledge like fool. So, the ballot ought to be the book. Could it be the liberty? All of it be there. And if you're not ready to pay that price, don't use the word freedom in your vocabulary. So, so, so.
We want to have just an off the top chance. We need to move to But we want to make that with the in the language of everybody here and easily understand. She has a problem and she doesn't want us to And everybody be you black, brown, red, or yellow, a so-called Negro, represent a person who poses such a serious problem for America you're not on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 